Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP Club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. Plus, this April, annual sign-ups receive a free powder detox edition beauty box worth £55. For more information, visit sheerluxvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Astrid Carter and Rosie Charrington. So first up, we've got to talk about TV. What has everybody been watching? I am disappointed by what I watched. I feel oh. bad. So our lifestyle editor recommended the show, but I have to say I really didn't like it. Oh. It is Wild Wild Country. It's a new six-part documentary on Netflix about a cult, which you think sounds interesting, but they somehow managed to make a documentary about a sex cult. Very boring. Oh, oh why disappointing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm really gutted because I kind of love stuff about cults. Yeah, I thought I'd be really into that. No? So, no. There wasn't enough murder. There was no mass suicide. There were no fake apocalypses. Wow, Rosie, you're really selling it. You're really <laughs> selling it. There weren't. I mean, there was just a bunch of people wearing orange, going to Oregon, setting up a commune, and then they got in a lot of arguments with the neighbours. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of, like, a petty dispute at a local council okay. meeting. But it is based on a true story, isn't it? Yeah, and it's... I mean, I'm shocked we didn't know about this. There are so many of them. It was... Ended up very petty. Is it a Netflix thing? Netflix thing. Oh, yeah. So just to give a bit of background, what was the cult... Who, so who are the, the people they are Rajneeshis. It started in India, and then they moved to America. Set up this huge kind of commune on a giant ranch, and the people in the small town nearby got very annoyed and tried to kick them out. They right. kind of retaliated, and then it kind of focused on that instead of the crazy cult stuff. Oh. Mm. Has everyone read the girls? Yeah. yeah. No, I've not. No. Read oh it. my god, you guys! No. Oh, I'm really surprised that you haven't read it, Rosie. It's so good. It's, it's by brilliant. Emma Klein. Klein, yeah. C L I N E. Yeah, and it was a really, it was a kind of blockbuster smash, wasn't it, last summer? Last summer, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, think, I think it was two, two summers, summers ago. Two summers ago, yeah. but it kind of, it gained a, bit, gained a bit more momentum. Yes. And it was one of, like, the big summer reads. Well, it is oh. fiction, but it's based on a true mm. story. So it's about the Manson, Manson murders, yeah. like Charles yeah. Manson. Yeah. And it's told from the perspective of one of the girls who gets, like, caught up in the cult. But it's brilliant. So I, I read it, it's one of those books on holiday I think I read it in like a day yes. is it getting made into a film yes it is Ooh. and so there's been movies in the past about the Manson murders that have never been approved by the family of the victims but this one has been and it's like an insane lineup. it's like Leonardo DiCaprio oh wow or not? Yeah, she the woman, the pregnant star who was yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about her. So her family. They are, I think I've read about this. this. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who plays Who plays Sharon Tate? Again? I don't know. I can't remember. But I do know it's coming out like next Ooh, summer, and it's going to be so like cool. a big, going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. But read it before because it's so yeah. worth it. Yeah, definitely yeah. do. Definitely do. Tor, what about you? What have you been watching? Um, I've actually gone back and started watching Grey's Anatomy again. Oh. I've kind of been struggling to find a series I've wanted to watch, and that kind of just 
ticked every box. How can you put yourself through it again, though? So I, I went back and started at season eight, because I actually didn't oh. think I ever got as far as season eight. Okay. So I just picked up, and I'm just going Fine. for it. Fine, so you're not re-watching you know, old not series. Not from series one. I don't know if anyone saw it. There was an article in Style this weekend. It was an article by Dolly Alderton about therapy TV. I think it came off the back of that This Is Us show that loads of people are really into, and I know a lot of my friends are watching, but they watch it in order to cry loads. And Grey's Anatomy was another example that was cited as that kind of television that, you know, you watch to basically pour your own emotional heart out and that's why I can't carry on with Grey's because really? it's just you can't, I've never cried watching it you've never cried no, watching I'm, I'm not going to cry though I'm, I'm, I'm oh my god for most of the seasons like <laughs> one through seven I was an emotional oh, really? wreck yeah it's great it at all. I've no. never watched it I've it never is. seen it not one episode but I, I mean, friends of mine who do watch it are kind of like die hard fans yeah. I feel like it's one of those programmes that you get really into completely agree Talking of articles that you read recently, I don't know if anyone saw in the Sunday Times supplement the Christy Watson piece. So she's an NHS nurse, or she has been an NHS nurse for the past 20 years, and she just wrote the most beautiful, candid account of what it's like working mm. in A&E as a nurse. Um, but if anyone hasn't read it, I think you really need to get your hands on it, because it is just... And Charlotte, that, what, that, yeah, that book you read? I was about to say, I read a book, yeah. um, it was written by a man called Adam Kay, who was a doctor on a maternity ward for six years in the NHS, and um, he's now a comedian and he's a writer for TV comedy shows, but it was basically his diaries from his time in the NHS. He obviously left the profession after six years, and it kind of is about why and what ended up happening to him that made him leave, but it, it's so funny, but also so gut-wrenching like a real tears insight. and laughs yeah a real real insight so I definitely want to read this is it really sad this piece it's really sad it's heartbreaking but it's so honest and it really makes you appreciate you know how lucky we are to have these incredible doctors and nurses mm-hmm. looking after us so yeah definitely try and get your hands on a copy of it and read it I had a bit of a reading day oh, yesterday. I read a whole book in a day. Oh, Rose, you are so, I'm it so jealous of you is such a bookworm. Woman on the Train, which is... Wait, no. That's yeah, wrong. Yeah. That is a mashup. It's the woman in the window, and it's supposed to be the new girl on the train. Okay. okay. It is really good. So the film rights have already been bought. It's going to be made into a big blockbuster. Um, it was truly shocking. The twists and turns in that book, I would really recommend it. Really? So I actually didn't enjoy Girl on the Train. It wasn't very well written. No. But the story, I think, was good. But this book is actually well written. Okay, good. And the story is good. So it has a little... Because I love Gone Girl, and I felt like Girl on the Train mm, yeah. was... Um, much worse mm. version of definitely I started reading it and I just gave up yeah I was it like, was quite yeah but the narrator's quite similar she's like an alcoholic and like has lots of problems so you can't really trust her it's kind of similar in that sense Ooh. but girl in the window woman in the window woman in the window woman in the window read it it's great speaking of crime and thrillers Rosie you wrote a piece called why we're all obsessed with murder which chronicles you know all the podcasts and tv shows that we've all been really addicted to and why we're all really into them yeah so this came after i got absolutely hooked on a it's not a new podcast it's been around for about two years but it's been getting a lot of traction in the press recently called my favorite murder so two women karen kilgariff and georgia hardstark who speak about their not their favorite murder but a murder that's really interested them i guess they're both obsessed with serial killers it's like a real life murder real life murders real okay. true crime there are lots of true crime podcasts out there by I think they get quite bogged down in like the details and like all the you know like serial mm-hmm. and things like that and 
I kind of switched off after a bit and you lose where you are. But they'll speak about it in a really human way. They'll tell these people's stories. Mm-hmm. And they, both of them have said, you know, it's a weird obsession. We didn't know at first why we're so obsessed with it. So I guess it's like that Doyleton thing, like watching something to make you cry, they want to read about something to kind of make them scared as a way of dealing with their own anxieties. So it's like um, watching a horror movie. Like watching a horror movie, okay. but it's real. Other psychologists have said... There are so many thriller books, films, and women are actually buying a lot of them. They're writing them too. And what, there was that fact in the brief Poppy put in last week that thriller and crime novels are selling like more than any other genre. Really? Like, yeah. For the last year. Do you think that's just because they've improved? Like there are more and they're better. Do you know what? It- I think it is like the execution. Like these two women that created my favorite murder have really become like cult heroes almost like they've graced the pages of Rolling Stone you said in your article Rosie mm-hmm. they've inspired thousands of Etsy creations and even tattoos and like talk. if you think back to um, when everyone was obsessed with Making a Murderer yes. on Netflix mm-hmm. like the bromance between the lawyers Dean Strang and Jerry Bunting yes and they went on tour together they afterwards. went on tour yeah. they were on loads of really cool like indie magazines and yeah people were just kind of they became these kind of cult figures overnight well one neuroscientist has a theory about it so apparently the whole point of anyone telling any stories or anyone reading any stories is it's our way of kind of evolving so you hear a story about someone eating some berries and dying <laughs> and you don't eat the berries so, okay. so what, like of, don't murder you yeah, don't go so to prison don't look behind you stay sexy and don't get murdered you know like you're <laughs> looking at different things in your life you're working out what happened to these people and so that's why it's so fascinating because your brain is like what can I do to, to avoid to this to avoid this happening okay, to me okay so it's like trying to work out a mathematical problem yeah that, and like, that isn't, it's not going to get but and that's why we love thrillers because you oh, want to work it out and you're like vicariously living through this character from the safety of your home okay. and you can kind of go through this experience and, and not have to deal with it yourself I think it's like there's something quite sexy watching a murder thing in the sense that it, we're so used to those things being associated to like Hollywood and fiction so when you find out that you, or when somebody kind of tells you a story about something that's a reality you kind of almost can't believe it there's something really kind of engaging about finding out that something that should be a Hollywood movie happened really happened yeah. yeah and there are so many cases that you I have been terrified like walking down the street listening to this podcast I am oh. so scared. Some of the things oh, that happened. Oh, why you listen to yeah, Rosie? I do in some weird morbid fascination. I remember watching this horrible documentary about women who got attacked in their offices, like working late at night. That's why you always and love the door. So if I'm here on my own, like late, at, not yeah. late at night, but like after everyone's gone home, I always lock the oh door. Oh my god, that's, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I get really scared and I run down the road. Rosie, like, if, is there anything else you'd recommend if people are interested in the murder genre, any other podcasts <laughs> or books that you would say are worth a read or listen? Definitely just this podcast. Give it a go. I genuinely think you'll be addicted. Okay. I listen to it all day. On to slightly more frivolous things. It was Coachella this weekend, the first weekend of the kind of infamous Palm Springs Festival. Has anybody been keeping up with what was going on? I have seen a few pictures on Instagram of people snogging in front of the big wheel. Classic. Which I feel like is just a, is that like a given the, every yeah, year. Yeah, it's like the thing. Right. Okay. Lots of bloggers, Instagram stars, influencers, whatever you want to call them, at big kind of like pool parties for the big American brands. Just the kind of classic Coachella fodder really the thing is I kind of love the idea of going but if I just went and bought a ticket then I wouldn't be at like the Revolve party in which case would it be that fun the thing is for me like it's meant to be a music festival and that's what it started as and the only piece of 
music kind of content I've seen posted over this weekend was Beyonce. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and Destiny's Child, no? Yeah. But nah, they were within the Beyonce, Beyonce performance. I just don't really get it. It's a big fashion show, I think, totally. now. And, yeah, like you said, if you actually went along with the shit munchers, you would not have a good time. You're stuck in the heat. It's a desert. It's so, so hot. Yeah. Yeah. hot. You don't have a pool to call off in. Exactly. You don't have a free bikini to wear. What are you going to do? Totally. Apparently it's like $20 or something for a bottle of water. They don't is give it? out free water. That is criminal. And Gosh. it just sounds unbearable. Is it as big as like Glastonbury is in terms of people who, the number of people who go? Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know, but I just don't even think you can compare them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, not a serious. completely different things. I'm thinking yeah. like the scale of it. Yeah. No, I think it's way smaller. Because people don't really camp at Coachella, do they? I think, I think you can, but would you not you'd be a fool die? too. If you think of Glastonbury and you think of all those like thousands of tents, you know, like miles mm. and miles from that bird's eye view, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that of Coachella. So I feel like it's either a smaller scale or people just stand good girls. I, I yeah. also feel like most of the clientele that would go to Coachella probably just go home to bed quite yeah. early and get ready for the next day. Yeah, props. A lot, <laughs> lot of fake animations going on. Definitely. Well, I have to confess, I did watch Beyonce's performance or like 25 minutes of it or whatever it was. It is, I mean, the woman is a rock star. Like, she is, say whatever you want about the festival, but like, my God, it was an insane performance. And I believe that Eminem performed as well last night but that wasn't live streamed so they all got to see that sadly. I was just most impressed not only did she have five outfit changes she also changed her nail polish halfway through what? no way she did not she is Beyonce how? I can't even change my nail polish she must have been using sesh because literally the only thing that makes it one coat and then a coat of sesh for sure the festival wasn't without controversy though I don't know if anybody saw Cara Delevingne's Instagram about it no she posted something on Friday about how she wouldn't be going because the owner of Coachella is anti-LGBT and pro-gun lobby. She then later on the weekend Instagrammed her appreciation of Beyonce's performance, which a lot of people backlashed against, saying, you know, how can you be knocking the festival? Yeah, but then actually, yeah, saying she's hypocritical, basically. So she kind of came back against that, saying, I still refuse to go to a festival that's owned by someone who's anti-LGBT and pro-gun. I'm allowed to shame that man in the festival and show my appreciation of an artist at the same time. And then she said something that I thought was so lovely. I will let nothing get in the way of me showing my love or hate for something. Don't let anyone come between you and your truth. I thought that was so nice. That was such a good message. She's got so so many young fans and I thought she really articulated herself really I'm well. totally with Cara on that one like Coachella to me is a, a bit silly but you know you can't deny Beyonce was amazing and we were all fans of Destiny's Child I'm sure mm-hmm. growing up so moving on let's talk about events dressing we've written a few pieces in the last week about where to find the best dresses on the high street and beyond for all of summer's big occasions has everybody got lots coming up this summer races weddings so much you've got loads so much yeah Yeah. i do and i'm really willing to spend quite a bit of money but i just don't know where to start i know you've written these amazing pieces but i just don't want something that everyone else has got yes like a print that everyone recognises and I'm still really on the hunt for something a little bit different it's so um, hard it's Ash- so tricky Asha where are your go-tos for, for big events um, I really like needle and thread mm-hmm. I've got a couple of their dresses if you can get them in the sale that's good because I mean they're not extortionate but mm-hmm. they're heavily embellished so there is like a certain price tag that comes mm-hmm. with them and they're quite timeless I've had one for like five years now mm-hmm. that I can rock out I also think Topshop do a great statement dress. Yes. Like a, a real winner. There's one at the moment, it's white and black multi-print polka dot, which is really cool. I'm not sure you can wear it to a wedding because it's white. And if you're on a budget, ASOS. Yeah, I think ASOS is really good. such oh, no. a hero. The thing is, we always say this, and I feel like in my life, 
doing massive orders and then just sending it all back That's true. every single time. I like, think I think the trick with ASOS is to filter and go a little bit more expensive. Yes. So I think if it sounds too good to be true price wise, it probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you should look to kind of ASOS white and the slightly more expensive bracket to find mm-hmm. something that's going to be. And more always dirty. watch the video yes. so you can watch the model yes. walking see around in the garment. Yeah. And you'll see how it hangs. You can see if it's a bit see through. Yes. And I think that's mm-hmm. a real teller. Plus, yeah. ASOS have just started to show uh, quite a lot of their designs not just on conventional models but also on curvy girls as well so look out for those products if you're not sure about what's going to necessarily suit you mm-hmm. this is my issue i have been looking at the reformation website Ugh. and dreaming but the thing is the import taxes yeah the returns it's so annoying mm-hmm. every time i send stuff back to the states and don't pay loads extra for the recorded mm-hmm. shipping it gets lost conveniently oh, i've lost hundreds doing that and i'm never That's doing awful. it again oh, really? so, not through reformation but other companies yeah, other yeah, big yeah. companies yeah. so annoying so i wish they would bring their pop-up store back here yes so i can try stuff on again well my tip with reformation is to find a friend who's going to america at some point or friends who are coming back from the states and just make them come back with your online orders <laughs> that's what i always do yeah definitely um Rosie, what about you have you got Weddings coming up this season. I do have some oh. big events coming up, and I have a really nice dress from Ganny, a new one that I haven't worn to the office. Oh, yet. you love a bit of Ganny. I do. I, I feel like, like Ganny. I only discovered it through you, Charlotte. Thank oh. you. And oh. I am obsessed with them. Wait, so you just said a dress that you haven't worn to the office yet. Does that mean you bought something that is both wedding appropriate or events appropriate and, and office, office appropriate? appropriate. Good yes. girl. Mm. Big tick. What? What's the dress? It's one of their wrap dresses, uh-huh. and it's that pink floral one. Oh, it's did. That's really pretty. Yeah. I do need to sew some poppers into it as I'm very scared of wearing it without tights and mm-hmm. it's just flapping open into yeah. the wind on the tube so I need to fix it Michelle what about you have you got anything coming up over the next few months I've got a few weddings later in the year but I'm a bridesmaid for one of them so that's taken care have of have you had approval on the dress I've had approval oh. Astrid helped me pick it but it's oh, very nice, nice. Yeah. which one did you go for the second one oh, really nice. I'll send you another link later it's very, really very nice yeah, very <laughs> very the second one. watch out wait till October you'll see it I think Whistles is a really good brand as well for evening wear they've got some really good pieces affordable prices and I'm also really obsessed with Ghost at the moment I yeah. don't know if you guys have looked also, at that Ghost is really way more affordable than I thought yeah, it was yeah it really is and they've got they've got all those kind of bridesmaidy styles in those kind of like long plain silky fabrics but actually they've got some much more kind of feminine floral pieces for mm. this spring summer the which Jenner that you mentioned and featured in this piece I got that but it's not been warm enough to wear it it's this one here it's this oh blue, the blue lot, the blue, blue floral dress yeah. so lovely really good quality good some sunshine please yeah. Astrid anything coming up this summer any big events um, I have a few weddings to go to and I always say do you know what I'm going to recycle an old dress but then it gets like a month before and I'm just <laughs> like oh too. I really want to buy a new one um, so we'll see and I'm also a bridesmaid so that's taken care of I tried on the dress for the first time a few weeks ago I was dreading it yeah because it's really not my style but actually it's not too bad good see this is my biggest nightmare what do you do if you don't like the dress I know you I just like... have to say it you just have to suck it up and wear it what if yeah like you get really unlucky if you've got the kind of friend who doesn't think oh, I want my friends to look lovely on my big day. Because there's something really weird about picking your bride. Like, Definitely. you are my best friend and then putting them in an ugly dress. Yeah, like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. So you've got to hope that you've got nice friends. Well, it's not like, for me, it's not a case of my friend not being nice. <laughs> Sorry. It's more, um, it's we just have style. very different styles. Fair. Yeah, so. But, it but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good. I need a tip from you, Charlotte, though. My fear is I need to wear a bra. What if they pick a dress? Mm. 
And you can't wear a bra with it. What do you do? No, then they have to, you have to po- posit that to them. Like, I think you have to say to your friend, also, you might have massive boobs. Also, what kind of bridesmaid's dress yeah. would you not be able to wear a bra that, with? That's so like, many. You know, strap, like, no, no strap, you, you mean like something with, like supportive? Yeah, like I need, yeah, I need, I need a bra. Need As a full bra? Yeah. I think you need well, to talk to your friend. Yeah, a combo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Be like, look, I'm so open to anything. Don't want to be difficult, but my boobs will fall out. Yeah. Need some support, please? Yes. I feel like the three of you are very clued up in your beauty and that I spend most of my life being told not to do things that I'm doing like by some of you. Like using face wipes. Like using face wipes. So, Tor, you wrote a piece about the beauty rules that experts wish they had known in their 20s. Yeah. I've taken a lot away from this. Good. What were some of your highlights? Some of my highlights. Oh, so the co-founder of Cult Beauty, Alexa Inge, she said, I wish I'd known the actual damage I was doing to my skin wouldn't show until I was 37. I thought I'd dodge the ageing bullet at 29. And I think so many of us kind of in our late 20s think, you know, oh, we're doing a bit of this, a bit of that, we're getting away with it. But I think, you know, it's not going to be until about 10 years down the line where things we are doing are going to show. So yeah, it's just crazy that even the smallest things can have such a massive impact like over the next few years. Yeah, Kate Kerr, who's a facialist, also says that, doesn't she? She says anti-aging should begin before you hit 30. At the age of 28, everything starts to basically go down gravity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or no, su- submit to gravity. Um, How depressing. I know. And Nick Metalib, who's a naturopathic doctor, who you might know, said that she wished she ditched dairy way earlier on and I think that's maybe quite a personal thing but if you if you do suffer from dark circles or you always are catching colds and have a quite a bad immune system dairy could be the thing that's making it all worse that's kind of I've read her book um, and interviewed her and she's fascinating and that's kind of like the premise to what she does like mm. she can tell what your intolerances are or if you're eating too much of dairy she calls it dairy, dairy face, face gluten face yeah. wine, wine face, face sugar face mm-hmm. If I do, like, if I've eaten cheese late at night, I'll, I will wake up with dairy face. Totally, exactly <laughs> yeah. the same. I, I never knew about it until I read that bit of her book, and then you notice it every single time. Yeah, like, if you've been on holiday, you really notice yeah. it, because you just kind of abuse your body on holiday, totally. don't you? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think my skincare is quite good, but after reading this, the one thing I feel I really need to do is double cleanse, which I do, do some. Like I do sometimes. Well, I do majority of the time, but sometimes can't be bothered. So does double cleanse mean literally washing your face? So like, I wash my face with a cleanser and then I use makeup remover. Is that double cleansing? You should what? use makeup what? remover. What? Why you... <laughs> oh my god! I literally had this conversation the other day, and somebody no. was like, Why "I don't want to name any names," but somebody in the office was like. I was basically talking about how much cotton wool I use, and they were like, "Well, use those cleanse, use the facial cleanser first. But that's what? ridiculous. No, you, no. So I, <laughs> I get, I, I, well, the minute I get home, I get my yeah. cotton pads. Yes. Get my micellar water. Yes. 
take all my stuff off. But don't you find them first? Okay, friends. but I'm using like epic amounts of cotton wool. Like I feel like it's really bad for the environment. Get a maybe flannel. this is a separate what, issue. What base level do you use? I, I use a Clarins. Yeah, we spoke about this. You need to get a muslin cloth. A muslin cloth. Yeah. Okay, I'll just speak about this. Yeah, yeah. But that's first. Oh, okay. Wait, what? You like you take your makeup, your makeup remover. Take your remove remover. your makeup first, and then you cleanse. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm using a cleanser that takes off your makeup, that's when I just do one cleanse because I can't be bothered. But if I'm using a cleanser that requires me to take my makeup off first with like mm-hmm. micellar water, mm-hmm. obviously I'll do that. Okay. But yeah, I think you should be using your second the other first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not sure why you thought that was okay. I will tell you afterwards who that someone in the office. Okay. <laughs> the other point I thought was really nice was from Ruby Hammers. She's a massive makeup artist and skincare guru. Said, "Don't worry too much about the brands. It's just following the routine of something and sticking to that." Like for years basically Jane Cunningham British beauty blogger also said to look after your nails and that is my personal bugbear mm. I worry a lot about my nails I've had back to back gels for almost two years and I'm just I can't stop because yeah that's actually really interesting because you are so cycle. good at everything else it's a vicious cycle because the minute you take them off they're quite weak but it makes them stronger so I, I just but it doesn't stop. make them stronger they're just strong you think they're strong because there's gel on your nails but they're not actually stronger. You're just making them. I just haven't got. Also, I, I just shit. I haven't got time to paint them. It's. I mean, I completely get the benefits, but that's I also, something I stopped doing because my mom like paper thin, mm. and I really am so pleased I stopped doing. They that. completely ruin my nails. Yeah, as well. destroyed. And I only my nails not destroyed. Not destroyed. Also, think in the big in the game of like skin aging and aging. Big sorry, fish to fry. There's bigger fish to fry. Exactly. I'm not also, exactly going on sunbeds. Well, you take about twenty five thousand supplements a day, so your nails are probably in yeah, quite good condition. True. I do take a lot of supplements. <laughs> Rosie, I feel like you're also quite good with your beauty. But is there anything that you any secret confessions? This just terrified me. You'll pay for your skin sins later on in life. <laughs> I am gonna look terrible in ten years. Someone's, like gonna, I, someone's gonna come and murder you, Rosie, <laughs> for your crappy skincare. Yeah, my dermatologist. I love. Liz Al's tip about focusing on your gut health. I think that makes a massive difference to your skin and I think you can spend all the money in the world on good skincare but sometimes there can still be other bits of your health that are affecting it. Yeah. So yeah, she drinks kefir. 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 I always say it wrong when I try I really this. want to start drinking kefir but it's kefir. so rank. Have you tried the, the coconut weird one? The one that you make in the cupboard. Oh, don't. I went around to my friends and she makes kefir and it was like this disgusting really like pond water in her cupboard. Yeah, I think if you, uh, you can add it to a smoothie. Okay, or... no, I've been going to Planet Organic and buying like coconut. Yeah. Kefir. It's vegan and... I'm sure it's still really good It tastes you. really good. Like oh. actually good. It doesn't taste like a pond. What properties does it have that it's good for? It's, good. it's really Billions good cultures. Like Yakult, but real. But really yeah. strong, really <laughs> potent. Yeah, I did an interview with a woman like last year sometime, and she said kefir has like cured all her children's eczema wow. um, and psoriasis. And it took like in what volume do you need to be consuming it? I think just, like, one just a, like day. a bit a day, day, a bit a day, some form Jump of serving. Yeah. Tor, speaking of beauty, you did a really cool video for us last week about what's inside your handbag, and there was everything from accessories to some snacks. What are some of the highlights that you cannot be without? Cordelia's Beauty Elixir is incredible and now the weather's got a bit warmer I've been spritzing it so much at my desk it's I've just, got one on my desk too it's, it's just so a dream <laughs> you've all got one yeah you can always smell when someone sprays it yeah Lou's so got nice. it as so well I think like half how do you all have it because it's <laughs> just the cold it's just the best okay. like it's, it's so nice join our cup also I've spoken about this so many times but Koroshiko Skin Supplement is 
incredible. They come in sachets of like five different supplements and you can really easily have them in your bag or for traveling, the gym, whatever. They are great. Holy basil, my fave. <laughs> I've just started if you taking know, this. you know. I've oh. just started taking it. Remind me what the benefits are. It's an adaptogen. Oh, yeah. So it adapts to how you're feeling. It either brings you up or brings you down. But, so the, but, but holy basil is particularly good for stress. I took two today. I, I do feel different. And it works mm. out instantly. Yeah, it, and it's cumulative, so it does... Right, so yeah. it's a bit up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. I took it expecting to feel relaxed. I took it kind of near the end of the day the first time I took no, it. No, 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 no. And I was like, oh, wow. It feels <laughs> like I've had a load of coffee, but without any jitters. I just yeah. felt very, like... So yeah. in the zone. In a zone, yeah. and focused, smashed the whole article out. I was like, thank you, Holy yeah. Basil. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Take it in the morning, it's better. Yeah. Cool. Astrid, what about you? What are the things that you always carry around? I actually also love Holy Basil. Paul got me onto it, so big up the Holy Basil. I don't have that anything that interesting in my bag. I always have my makeup. I'm a real, like, touch-up throughout the day kind of girl. Sometimes I have a pair of heels and I'm going out in the evening if they fit. That's it, really. Always have a book in my bag. Oh, that's good. Rosie, what about you? I mean, you know me. We wrote that piece on bags. My oh, yes. bag is so small, I don't own a purse. Yes, true. Just what? I don't carry change. I just have a card holder for my bank card and my ID. And I hate change. I you are a fan of a small bag. Love a small bag. I have a bad back, so I can't carry around a giant bag without it really annoying my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Try and have a small bag. I mean, I do carry my tote, my Sherlock's tote. Mm-hmm. But if I have it all on one side on a bag, it's just it's not great. Too much. And I'm not, I don't want to be a rucksack girl. It's not for me. No. Um, in my bag, yeah, nothing really. Lip liner, I only use MAC lip liner. Anything else? Because I overline my lips. And I find if you have to overline, you need something hard. If you have it too waxy, mm-hmm. it just looks bad. Yeah, yeah. What's overline? Just like, like bigger than like, your lips. Oh, yeah. Lining your lips over. Got it. Doing your Kylie Jenner. Interesting. Charlotte, what about you? What's always in your bag? I'm quite a perfume addict. I always mm. carry around perfume. I've got like five on the go at any one time. I'm really into Joe Malone roses at the moment just because I've got a really good mm. handbag sized mm, version. So nice. I love Tom Ford Fucking Fabulous as well. So yeah, that's my big can't be without piece. We all know the stresses of facing debt and the shortage of graduate jobs. So is it really worth going to university? Rosie, you and Poppy wrote a for and against piece. Where did you land on the situation? I was a... In the no camp, I i mean, obviously, my life hasn't worked out terribly. I'm glad <laughs> I have this job, and so I'm glad I did do my degree. But if I was in a position now where I was finishing college and deciding what to do, I would definitely not go to uni. When I left college, I was debating going to uni or doing this NCTJ journalism course, which is a kind of really intensive four to six months training course where you learn everything about the job. I ended up going to uni couldn't really get an internship afterwards, ended up doing the course, and then as soon as I finished the course, I got a job, and I learned more in that course than I did my whole degree. Obviously, my degree was fun. What was your degree? English English Lit. lit. Really liked books, but I wish I just joined a book club in hindsight. I mean, there's no way I would have got any job in journalism without this kind of vocational course. Mm -hmm. And really, if I'd just done it straight away, I mean, who knows how much higher up the career ladder I would be. Having not spent those extra years at uni, Maybe I would have more money if I was not in so much debt. I mean, who knows? I don't regret going to uni, but I am envious of my other half. He worked for three weeks, um, signed up to some random course he kind of thought he should be doing. Got there, absolutely hated it, dropped out. Um, So he's now been working for four years longer than I have. So he's, you know way higher up the career ladder and I'm very successful yeah, I think I, that's a great and I really do envy that and I kind of think God what am I doing 
what did I even do at uni? I, I couldn't really probably tell you one thing I actually learned. But then again, would I have got to where I am now if I hadn't done my degree? I don't know. The one thing I will say is when you're in an industry like ours and, you know, getting a good job is based a lot on doing internships and work experience, I do think the degree I had on paper really helps my name stick out and, you know, get those first placements. Mm-hmm. But it's so much money. It's, um, I think, you know, we were all lucky enough to go to university when the threshold was a lot lower. Like, the cost of university was a third of the price it is now. And I think that, mm. you know, I don't know what the actual stats are if it has really put people off going. Yeah. I, to me, it's... Well, I think it's... Um, no, 49% of college leavers last year went to uni. 49%. So, to me, that's, that's the issue. So, the question of whether you should or shouldn't go to university, obviously, it comes down first to personal preference. But there are so many universities and so many courses that... Te- probably just shouldn't exist that you yeah. know, don't lend themselves to people really kind of thriving in the workplace or getting a head start in the workplace so people are just kind of racking up a load of debt when they really would be better off with an apprenticeship yeah. or, or going straight into the workplace I think the issue is also still employers who put a lot of onus on people having those degrees so in our industry for example as you say Rosie like you probably could have been fine without a degree but actually I, I'm not sure that's true because I think so many employers mm. are still looking for that it's that so will definitely great. change yeah. it definitely will well, but there's still the generation of employers who yeah, really definitely. value that yeah. it just yeah. needs one to kind of change the mold because yeah you're right if every single person has a degree and one person doesn't mm-hmm. I mean why would you hire them and all those stats about now like a first is way easier to come by than, mm-hmm. you know and it's just kind of being devalued a bit and mm. yeah what, what is it really worth totally. what, what is it for yeah exactly yeah. I mean I just don't know why they want to encourage everyone to have a degree mm-hmm. I think in theory they thought well you know if everyone has one then and everyone can have a kind of good I'm doing quotation marks there, a good job but I think it's also kind of changing the definition of what a good job really is, mm-hmm. I mean obviously fields like medicine and law you'll always need a degree, you'll always need a lot more education for that but I think the fact that we see kind of vocational training and apprenticeships as kind of a lesser option, you know um, I've had family friends that have made their children feel quite bad about wanting to be an electrician and when you think about the starting salary for those jobs I think there's a lot of kind of classism and and that that needs to change Mm. I think a lot of people are talking about should we make degrees shorter do two year courses or maybe kind of reduce the fees again but I think even if you do that our education system does give people from privileged backgrounds like loads of unfair advantages and I think until they cut off the cause at the root being like you know having a BA on, on your CV doesn't mean you're going to be successful that's when it's going to change from uni to the workplace, the numbers don't lie, Britain is stressed. It's estimated over half a million UK employees suffer from work-related stress, taking a shocking 12.5 million sick days last year due to stress, depression or anxiety caused by their jobs. And despite the growing problem, new research shows that almost half of UK businesses are doing nothing to alleviate workers' stress levels. But there are some things you can do. We wrote a piece about this. What was on this list that really stood out to you? Rosie, did you write this piece? Can you tell who wrote this? Your resident stress person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wrote this piece. It was inspired by a woman called Dr. Ellie Cannon. She's a GP and author of a new book called Is Your Job Making You Ill? It's a really interesting premise for the book. She said that she, in her practice, saw so many people come in and they were so stressed and anxious and all from work. And she kind of wanted to help people deal with it without having to take time off because obviously she said in a lot of cases when someone is really severely depressed or anxious taking time off 
is obviously might be helpful for them but she wanted as a first point of call for GPs not just to be like okay you're stressed today we'll take the day off like mm-hmm. is to implement these kind of wider strategies because you know there are so many sick days that something needs to be done mm-hmm. okay so what kind of things do people find helpful when you're feeling stressed at work Astrid what do you do Cry in a corner? Or... Yeah, just go yeah. to the toilet and just cry. <laughs> I just drink no. my desk. <laughs> yeah. Get the gin out. I don't know, one of the tips in this piece that you wrote, Rosie, was build relationships with co-workers. And I do think, like, we're such a collaborative and lovely team here, and that definitely works. Mm-hmm. Be honest. I think if you have a problem, whether it's outside of work or something that you're not happy with, speak to your boss, speak to your manager. It's always better, like, when things are out. Mm-hmm. Then just knowing your worth in that job and, and feeling confident and secure that you're doing a great job and others should respect you for it, I think that probably eases the stress levels a little. There was a point here I thought was really good. I mean, it sounds so stupid, but, like, it was leave work at work. And it's just, it's all too easy to pick up your emails, isn't it, after work mm-hmm. and just sit on your phone. I am def- That's definitely my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Style wrote a piece this weekend uh, where they interviewed successful women about what they eat in a day and it was kind of like a day plan like this is what my full day looks like and there was one lady um who lives in new york and she said she leaves work every day and for an hour and a half she goes and sits in a bar and has a glass of wine there's a bar around the corner every day every single day she's a mum. she's a mother she says she's got a nanny until 8 30 every evening and she was like i don't know way anyone would ever go home before your nanny's finished she basically (laughs) her point was that she takes an hour and a half to completely to switch off work mode and become mum mode and she's like that way I never bring aggression or stress or anything back into the into my house <laughs> because oh well maybe she's just drunk it's, kind of but, the, <laughs> it's the Carrie Bradshaw don't talk to me when I get home yes leave me 10 minutes leave me the she asked for 30 home. but yeah but 10 like, minutes mm-hmm. How does she get all this shit done? I agree, because I don't have, like, a spare hour and a half. Like, Maybe, when I like, leave work, even if I'm stressed, what I want to do is go home. I don't want to have, like, an interim period in a bar. On my own. But I, get, I can understand why, if you were going home, to, like, we all go home to childless households, so it's always calm. But if you're going home to an environment mm. that is also busy and you've got responsibility... Got yeah, that's so you, true. Yeah, then maybe that time to yourself, boozing, is really important. Yeah. But wouldn't you just go for a run or just something a bit more, like, healthy? Well, that's... Maybe, we'll Maybe that's other each people's. their own, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She could balance her drinking, though, I think. She could. We will let her know. <laughs> She's consuming a lot of empty calories. Exactly. Um, Rosie, any steps that you take to make work less stressful? So I really liked Dr. Cannon's idea of taking micro-actions. Mm-hmm. She says when you're feeling stressed and or a bit overwhelmed, sometimes, you know, everyone knows you've got to sleep well, you've got to eat well to calm your stress mm-hmm. levels. And she says, instead of being like, I'm going to eat really healthy all week, I'm going to work out for an hour a day, try taking micro-actions. So things like just saying to yourself, every day before work, I'm just going to make myself a healthy breakfast. Like one small thing. And then she says, when you actually do these things, you build up confidence. Because I can achieve this. So then it allows you to make kind of bigger changes and you move on from there. So I think that's a really nice way of getting out of a rut if people are feeling super stressed mm-hmm. and you need like to do that. something about it well my favorite thing on the on this list was plan out your day which again i think sounds so basic that but was writing my tip that i made oh, great thanks. tip rosie <laughs> i think having a to-do list of stuff you can tick off is really satisfying and definitely 
makes you feel like you're a bit more in control of stuff, even if that list is getting a little out. Love it. I started like numbering my list as well. Oh, priorities. I do like, yeah. I like highlight and I do yeah, like exclamation marks. Star, yeah, yeah. Pressing. Totally. And having your holy basil. Holy on basil. Your desk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just itching time. to get back to my desk now. It's 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 it is in there, guys. You have seen this, right? Uh, holy oh. basil. At the end, put it in. Oh, I'm really yeah. Sorry. I actually haven't. Holy basil is like getting so no, much better. We own shares in it. <laughs> By the way, we, we don't. don't. Disclaimer: not, We don't. It's not sponsored or anything. We, we just genuinely love We're just basil. genuine holy basil widows. <laughs> Good news, women. The male pill might finally be about to become a reality. A new study conducted by the University of Washington is saying we're closer than ever to finding a contraception for men. How do we feel about this? I'm not sure how I feel about this. I would never trust my other half to take <laughs> the pill, and I think. You have to be, you, or you would have to be in a relationship to take it because I wouldn't trust a guy I met on like a one night stand. Yeah. To then for him to be like, okay, I'm on the pill, it's fine, let's not use a condom. I just think, I just think it's an accident waiting to happen. This you should whole definitely thing. be using a condom if you're having one night stand. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> I know, I know, but I think it could be another excuse for men to be like, oh, I don't have to wear a condom. In this article, it says that the pullout method has almost doubled in America between 2002 and 2015. So that's what people are using as a form of contraception. So a lot of my friends me use the pullout method. Me too. Loads of my friends do Loads that. of my Shocking. friends. And these are like, I, me too. Yeah, I can, I can well, tell it, it said here that half of women who had an abortion in 2016 went on any kind of contraception. So they were doing the pullout method pretty much. I mean, that is shocking. It's not. Like, people, just, people just trying to get pregnant. I think it's kind of, it. that just really shows that all these women are using that method of contraception. They certainly they hate the pill so mm. much like how many of your friends how many of you guys have yeah. like had problems with the pill I remember That's the so first true. one I went on it made me really fat it made me really mental and <laughs> but there like, are so many alternatives these days yeah. I feel like majority of my friends now have the coil but people do get are. scared they and try the pill and they're like whoa contraception's not for me but also like not all doctors will take the time to find the one that's good for you like you yeah. you have to kind of do the research yourself so sometimes yeah. and then propose it to the doctor so I think that just really shows that women are so kind of over the pill mm. yeah and I think um, it must be time that all the onus doesn't feel fall on women mm-hmm. to kind of take care of things mm. I mean I for one love being on the pill because I know when I'm going to have my period mm. I know my skin is going to be fine me too and yeah, I quite like the control of it like you know yeah. it's coming exactly <laughs> and also what I do worry about with this male pill we have absolutely no idea what it's going to affect, how it's going to affect like sperm quality in the long run, how it's going to affect their moods, the first trial. Sure, but that's no different to like when the pill was first invented and we mm. didn't know how that would affect women. It's like yeah, anything, true. right? Yeah, but and there's, you know, connections between the pill and breast cancer. Totally. And-, and speaking of side effects, I think everyone found this very funny. It was in the news a couple of years ago when they had a male contraceptive injection. And I mean, they found that it worked, it stopped pregnancy, but it was deemed unsuitable because of all the side effects, which I'm sure a lot of women are familiar with, which included mild <laughs> weight gain and acne um i've read a lot of pieces recently which say people's doctors aren't taking it seriously when they go in and they're saying i think my pill is causing my depression and they're kind of just dismissing them prescribing them antidepressants on top of it which aren't really looking at what's happening so i think it is a bit of a double standard when they say oh you know is too bad for men but whether you love the pill or not everybody's puts up with some kind of side effects yeah. don't they it would be it'll be interesting to see if this does make it to market you know the social kind of attitude towards it like because it has always just been for women and Mm -hmm. men I guess not by any fault of their own but they just kind of accept that yeah that's us and we have to deal with it I think it'll be quite liberal men who take it on board I don't think you know everyone will be 
willing to yeah. no I I'm on tour side I would not trust any man to take it at the end of the day it's your body it's you getting pregnant it's you having to go through with the abortion or yeah. you're having a fucking baby <laughs> one of the two I guess we can't end this week's episode without giving a really special shout out to you tour because Woo-woo. you're running a marathon on Sunday yes. good luck how has all the training been so, going I mean, to this point I can't, it's just been a bit of a blur. I can't believe it's been 16 weeks and it's just done. It's, mm-hmm. That's it. You Do know? you feel ready for it? Yeah, I'm so ready. I'm absolutely pumped now. And I've just been very restless this week because I can't really do very much. So, yeah, I'm just so ready. It's slightly concerned about the weather, but I'm not going to think about because it. Because you don't want it to be too warm. Yeah. And what tips for anybody else listening who is also running a marathon? What are your final day prep advice? Um, God, I am no expert. It's my first time, so I really, really don't know. But I think just get there on Sunday with plenty of time. I'm planning to get there by about half eight, so at least... Oh, well, loads of time. Like a good hour and a half. What time does it start? Ten. So the, the, apparently you, know, you can queue for the loo for an hour. I so that, yeah. It's just worth the minute you get there getting in the queue don't eat too late on Saturday night eat by about six or seven so you can get a good night's sleep and digest and also don't overeat everyone says you need to like stuff yourself with carbs like listen to your body if you feel sick just stop eating okay Um, I have a question yeah do you have a piss plan (laughs) so what do you do do you want to know what you're going to do with Paula Radcliffe I think she did a poo she did a poo oh no so I take a medium so that would be a problem that's clever yeah so there's a thing called the runner's trots yeah and it it, it has happened in my training early on and it's just awful so yes and I take a medium but you just shit on the side of the road I was about to say you need to you need to explain that you need no no just like you get really bad stomach cramps and then when you get like there were afternoons after my long runs I was like lying on the sofa in just so much pain because your tummy doesn't know what's hit like you're just like jiggling yeah and all the blood just diverts away from your tummy into your muscles because that's more important so you're, anything that's in your tummy just gets like yeah so what but what do you do if you need a wee in the marathon there are loos at every mile so but you, do you have to keep does yeah. it make your time go down yeah. and doesn't <gasps> it really kill your vibe yeah, yeah. Like like your, they really smell of course they smell they're yeah. portaloos yeah. but, like, but um, when I've done all my long runs and my, including my 20 mile one which is like three, three, three and a half hours I haven't needed a wee so I'm hoping if it was a hot day I'll be sweating loads so I'll be okay like a camel um, yeah I might take a shoe wee <laughs> no, I'm joking Why I won't not? Um, I'm, yeah I'm not trying to think about that about doing a wee well Tor we all wish you the best of luck we're all rooting for you and I know you're going to do amazingly thank you and if anyone is going to be there and they do see me in my purple t-shirt that says Tor give me a shout Thanks. we will <laughs> well on that note that's it for this week please do rate, review and subscribe on iTunes and we will see you next time hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 